Welcome to another episode of War Dice. I'm Gonzo from More Than Dice. And I'm John from War Budgies. <laughs> and welcome to episode number four. Um, we are going to be talking about um, the Scrubs. I mean, uh, take that back, uh, Marcher Worlds. The Filthy Rebels, yes. <laughs> the Filthy Rebels. Uh, but before we do that, we want to make sure that everybody knows... Um, Make sure that you're going and checking out Warfare Weekend. Uh, John is going to be running all the Warcaster events. We got a bunch of new terrain in. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but um, Tinker Turf sent us like two huge tables worth of terrain plus what we had last year. Oh, yeah. So um, we will have plenty of cool terrain to go around and some stuff to go in. Um, plus there'll be some cool things at Warfare Weekend that you can probably purchase um, for Warcaster. Um, so if you've got time in November and want to come out and play a bunch of games and do something really cool with War Budgies, make sure you check out, uh, uh, Warfare Weekend and, uh, John, what are you doing that's really, really cool that should like decide the fate of the world at Warfare Weekend? Well, what we're doing is the Jericho Reach narrative campaign. So season two, we're actually this weekend is episode five. So we're almost halfway through the video episodes already. Gotcha. But the final event after the last last and 10th episode of the season is going to be an event at Warfare Weekend where you're fighting for the fate of the Lawgiver flagship. Basically, the authority that's been keeping the Reach in check. You're going to get the chance to board it and do what you want with that ship. Can I go get McDonald's fries with it? Space McDonald's, yes. Space McDonald's, okay. Which is just like Wendy's, really. It's okay. It's just a Wendy's. All right, cool. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think... Uh, it's going to be a very cool band. we got split board setups. we got secret objectives. There's this whole whole thing. It's going to be a good time. Good. I mean, I'm not really, you know, of course, I'll be running a ton of stuff and making sure everything goes smoothly. But I'm actually only, only going to be taking my Warcaster and Mark IV stuff with me this year. Um, I'm going to a, um, a steamroller in St. Louis in the middle of October. And it's going to be my last Mark III event stuff. So I'm like... I'm going to put that to the side, and whenever Warfare Weekend is, I'm going to play nothing but Mark IV that weekend. There you go. I don't know what faction I'm going to play, a.k.a. Army. I don't know what they were calling it, how we're going to do <laughs> that. But uh, I'm bringing my Warcaster, um, and then I was probably going to bring it up and just give it to you and say, hey, or you can let people use it or you know show it off and stuff Yeah. type thing. But I should be bringing all four of the armies that you see in the Jericho Reach series. Nice. That way people can, you can do really cool demos when the time comes up, right? Yep. Yeah. Not that you and I ever run demos. Nope, never. It's it's like a nothing thing we ever do <laughs> um, <clears throat> type stuff. But, um, so let's go ahead and get started with talking about the Marcher Worlds. Um, I do give it a little crap for it because if you were to call any faction the most generic junker, scrap metal put together at the last minute type faction, it would be, in my opinion, Marcher World. And <laughs> I mean, uh, that was the first, actually, that was the first model I got for Warcaster because uh, Privateer Press as a pre-release early thing for their uh, community developers gave me um, the Coalition and uh, the, one of the Jacks Oh, cool. uh, right off the bat, and I painted it up on air and gave it away to somebody. So, I mean, that was cool. So, I mean, that was the first Warcaster model I had. So, yeah, what's the fluff behind Marcher Worlds? Well, so, before we get started, I want to give a shout-out to Cameron over on the Warcaster Discord, because they're the one who actually suggested we do Marcher Worlds next, because normally Gonzo and me, we just kind of make it up as we go. 
Yeah, we have. So do. big shout out to Cameron, you stinking, filthy marcher rebel. <laughs> so basically, remember a few episodes ago, we talked about the ISA and how they're Fascist. they're here to bring the prosperity of humanity through order. They have a solution, and they're not interested in what your solution is. Correct. Well, the March Worlds is basically a loose coalition of people who don't agree with that concept at all. Uh, I refer to them as filthy rebels. They're not technically rebels. They're just people who don't want to be part of that system. So rebels. you're very independent stuff. If you've seen Firefly, mm-hmm. the show, if you haven't seen Firefly, stop this episode and go watch Firefly. No kidding. Um, and then turn the in your nerd coats. card. They, they have very, very strong brown coat vibes. Yeah. So there, there's some really interesting fluff in the Thousand Worlds book about sort of the more tribal-esque kind of governments that they formed in the little coalitions. But typically we use the phrase marcher rules to refer to these armies that aren't, they're part of humanity, but they're the outlanders, the wastelanders. They're, they're not part of the ISA system. Gotcha. But they're also not murder cultists like, you know, the AC. I heard that the AC were nothing but uh, archaeologists. So, I mean, I don't know where you're getting your propaganda from. <laughs> I'm an ISA player. I only get the best propaganda. <laughs> High quality. So, um, and we'll probably, and then I think we'll do AC next, and then we'll probably do a, um, by the way, just a, and we'll probably do a terrain talk after that one. But, um, so, these loosely grouped people, I guess you could say, are just a bunch of rebels that are like, we're not going to take it. We're going to mm-hmm. blow you up. And, because they, they're, if you look at it, their tech is not very high tech. No, and a lot of it, the aesthetics is really cool because it looks, I don't want to say ramshackle because it doesn't look ramshackle, but it does look more piecemeal. Yeah. It, it, there's there's not like this, there's not smooth lines. There's not, you know, real sci-fi techie stuff. It was like, mm, I went out to the junkyard and molded everything out of car parts. And also I found 5,000 pouches. So everybody yes. dig in. Yeah. Here's your, here's your 5,000 pouches. Put it on your body. Uh, put whatever you want in it. Suckers. You know, breath mints, whatever you can. <laughs> I think we counted up at one point, and like the Razor Bat, so the vehicle, the hover tank, has like 15 pouches on it. <laughs> so it's, it's got a leaf field problem, is what you're telling me. <laughs> um, it was very interesting because um, when I was looking and building this and looking at all the different things and reading up on all the units, I was like looking at this. And of course, like I says, we are not major experts at building the perfect list. We just look at lists and I go, I'm going to build this for a tournament and John's going to build this because he's writing a story. Yeah. And I was looking at this and I was like, holy crap. I know what I want to do with this army and how I want to do it. And I went, I'm not going to let you get to the mid size of the board because <laughs> this army can shoot everything everywhere. Yeah. Gonzo went the area denial approach. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking at some of this stuff and um, I think one of my war jacks can get up to a range 20 with a rail gun before we get, you know, too deep into it. Yeah. And I was like, like uh, every one of my units is a major shooting army. Um, except for the infiltrators. Yes. Um, but pretty much everything is move here, blow up half the other side of the board, (laughs) which I like to say, I honestly, it hurts my loyalist ISA heart to say this, but the marchers are the ones I like to give new players when I'm doing demos. 
Oh yeah. If, if they don't have a preference, then do that because there's, they're relatively easy to get the hang of just point, click, and shoot. Oh yeah, very much so. There's like I walk five inches, I shoot twenty, so I have a twenty-five inch threat minimum on a thirty-inch board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's kind of tasty. So, and that's what that's what I when I started doing this and I started looking at a tactical way to play the game with this army. I was like, this army is going to be super fast and shoot the entire board up all the time, every time. Um, the one thing that I found that I had a problem with was squads. Um, I, I didn't care for their baseline squads as much as I thought I was going to, um, which is what are they? Um, Ranger fire team. Yeah. The fire team. Um, and the heavy support. I was mm-hmm. like, they're, uh, the one thing that the this army is, is they're very average. Threes yeah. on almost all stats. And that's pretty much about it. That's just it. They're yeah. basic weapons, you know, range 12, power 4, you know, with the ability if they're charged, you know, up to 16, which is good. Mm. But I was like, there's just so much more that I liked out of everything else. So I'm going to super plug my own channel for a second here because uh, the thing I love about the Ranger Fire teams, and I know we're not there yet, is the versatility of the fact that they have no grenades. Sure. And that was a huge power play in the train episode like two episodes ago Yep, was the option to use no grenades instead of shooting on one of the guys completely changed the fight. Which is, you know, you deny gate access. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, let's let's go and get to it and get to the the business of the podcast. Um, we both, of course, took cadres. I think this is a pretty much no brainer. Yes, um, we've done three, and it's always cadre right off the bat because yeah. they're just so good. And the more we learn about cadres and how they interact with the other models, the more it becomes apparent these are usually a good choice. Yeah. So let's go and talk about the first one. We're just going to run down this list. Of course, you'll see these lists. We'll post them up and everything. Um, but the the Dragoon Strike Team. First, let's talk about these models. Oh, yeah. These models are bulky. They don't have jetpacks. They look like they have air turbines on them mm-hmm. type thing. So it, it still leads to that, and I want to call it Junker. I'm just going to call it Junker from here yeah. on out. Junker mentality of Marcher Worlds. We are going to fly and you can't stop us. Yeah, and we're going to use propellers, maybe what it looks like. I mean, even though they're not. But, I mean, that's that's kind of what they look like as propellers, yeah. you know, drone ship propellers type thing in these stuff. Very cool looking models. I thought they were very neat um, type thing. But really good speed. Speed 7, Matt 4, um, and then the rest is 3s. Mm-hmm. Like this, very average, but high on speed, which is really good. Yes. Um, of course, they have flight, which you know I love flight. Uh, anything that lets me forget about 90% of the terrain on the board, I'm all <laughs> for it. Yeah, that is, I think, their single biggest thing is if you're playing a terrain-dense board, and frankly, I'm not going to say you should be, but you should be, these guys with speed 7 and flight, they can get wherever they need to go. Yeah, and it's not not a problem, especially yeah. with any using any um, rat cards or whatever. You're going to be moving... 10 inches sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, just depends. Um, special rules. We know it's part of the cavalry, and it's, and of course, it's the Dragoon Air Cavalry. Big surprise, yeah. big shock. Um, 
they have reflex accelerator, which um, lets them attack with both their weapons if they're charged. Which is one of my favorite things about the ISA Paladin, so I'm really glad to see it here. Yeah. Um, and they also have that they can spike and um, can attack one model, and then a squad can move up to two inches. Um, which can really get you in some really good spots, if you think about it. Yes. Um, I moved here. Oh, I killed that model. Boom, I'm going to teleport this model two inches. Oh, and now, now I can shoot that model that I was two inches away from? You know, type thing. Yeah. Um, I'll say this, it's got a one-up off on a, the relentless rule because you don't have to kill the model. Correct. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, that's a very cool tactic. So, I mean, movement nine inches on anybody else not in the unit type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to, you know, if you think about it. Yep. Um, then you got the uh, basic weapons. Um, fusion axe range. You know, one inch, pal five, good damage. Um, so it's got a good chance of, you know, crushing whatever it hits, um, yeah. basic model wise. And then uh, the combat battle rifle. This is where they're kind of like their average. They're a range 10. But if you think about it, you have a 17 inch threat. Yeah. 19 if it plays right, not using cards. Um, pal four, so a little bit above, you know, an average. So, I mean, they're pretty solid. Yeah. It, it's an interesting one because they're, I wouldn't say they're very clearly, but they're they're very easily built to jump into combat. They're meant to get up there, but they don't have a ton of survivability. So no. make sure they get in and do their job quick because they're probably going to die. Correct. Um, they're a hit and run unit. Yes. They hit, they got to kill what they go after or they're going to get wiped out. Um, the one thing that I did notice is they have two attachments, the quartermaster and the dragoon gunner. I don't think I ever want to put either one of those with this unit. The gunner's a weird one. It doesn't... Usually when you get an attachment, they do something with the unit or they do something cool. Mm-hmm. And this one just... Okay, he's got... No, he's got a particle blaster, but it's only range eight. Well, I expect him to ha- to be a melee guy, to be honest yeah. with you. Because the Dragoons themselves, for me, they, they feel almost like an assassination unit or an objective grab. Like they're running there, they grab it. Cool, we've got axes, we've got, we have got we can hit you in the head, move around. We've got relentless, basically. And then there's this guy. And he just, like, he showed up, he picked the wrong thing from the armory, and they were like, well, screw it, just go anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just wasn't, you know, too happy with the attachments on them. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to the assault team. Um, speed 7, mat, everything else is 3s. Um, standard type of deployment cost of 2. Yep. Um, of course, this has flight. Um, reflex agitator accelerators. Um, means, you know, it can attack with all of its weapons, even better. Um, sequence dominators, which lets, of course, the teleport two inches when you hit something. Yep. And this is the really one that actually I like more than the strike team because they have two battle rifles at range 12. Yes. So they're threatened 19 minimum inches. Uh, pow four, good. But I mean, Without, you know, using cards, they're just a solid unit for the marchers. They are begging for reiteration complex. Yeah. Give me 12 shots off three models. Correct. I mean, because they're they're just good, solid flight unit. Yes. That looks cool, too. That does help. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the strike leader. 
Um, so the Dragoon Strike Leader is the, the March Awards solo in this box. Uh-huh. And um, pretty much he has the same thing, speed seven, but he's got Matt Rat in four and armor of three. Um, a little bit better than average stats. Of course, the armor is, of course, there. Uh, yeah. Two wounds. Um, he does give, you know, he's part of the cavalry, blah. Um, he is a weapon expert, so he can attack with all of his weapons. Of course, has flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what really makes him awesome is his special rules that just kind of blow everything out of the water. Yeah. Um, he can spike to remove an activation token from a friendly Dragoon squad within 10 inches. Mm-hmm. I love that because that's, you know, that's, I'm used to that with ISA, uh, yeah. with the commander, which is really good. Um, everybody with it that has flight gets plus one defense while within 10 inches of them. That's Even better. Huge. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, that goes from what? Three to four technically. Yeah, three to four, and then there's plenty of cipher cards you can tack on there for Correct. situations that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and when he's targeted after that, he can, you know, move three inches, so he can kind of hit and run. Yeah. Um, Weapon-wise, he's got, you know, the compact battle rifle, range 10, pow 4, solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the energy blade, um, except for when he's charged, he gets two additional power dice, which is yeah, really good. Yeah, he's got good. high intensity on it. Yeah. Um, I can see running him and the assault and strike team as their own little coalition flying around the field. Absolutely. You move the, you move the assault team leader first, let him do his shooting or strike team leader first, let him do his shooting, then have the other two units fly around him and stay within 10 inches. And it's just a flight of crows murdering things. Right. Do you see what I'm there? Murder crows. (laughs) It's too early in the episode for puns, Gonzo. Come on now. <laughs> now, so it's, it's one of those things where, given the the uh, sequence of activation in Warcaster, I would probably pair him up with just the assault team. Yeah. That way I've got my one solo and my one unit. My concern about two pair, giving him his, his little cadre with two of them is I'm going to be out of sequence. Correct. You, I mean, you have to play it right. But yeah. you would put, if I were to play them right away, it would be, Move him up, let him do the stuff, let the strike team move up, keep him within 10 so they get the bonus. And then next turn, you know, move the other strike team or the assault team, depending on how you built and what you bought. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm he's on- solid. I mean, he's, you know, he's cheap. He's only one point. So, I mean, to bring out. So, you could definitely make him pretty good. Yep. Um, and this one was, which a lot of people don't think, but... The Storm Vulture. It is not a Warjack. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the weirdness that is the Storm Vulture for a second. I mean, okay, so first things first, you usually expect all the cadres were like a Jack type thing, which the last two have been Jacks. Right. Um, but this is a vehicle. So they technically, they have two, but if you count the um, hero version of the... Um, the vehicle, they technically have three different types of vehicles. Yeah. Um, so they, this faction is the one that has two vehicles. Um, so stat wise, speed six, strength five, mat four, rep four, defense two, and armor four. Yes. A defense two is rough, but this thing is good. This thing is super good. I really like it a lot. Uh, it's worth noting, though, it's got, what, three health? Yes. And I think the Interceptor might be the only other one with three. Yeah. I mean, it's got three health. Um, of course, it has flight. Duh. 
Yeah. Um, it is part of the cavalry again. Um, when it has as Arcanite turbine, so anytime it has um, an arc on it, it gets plus one speed. So technically up to speed seven, so it could keep up with people. Sure. Um, impulse reciprocator. This is nice uh, in clutch things. Yes, on uh, the Morning Star, it's amazing. Yes, because you're like, oh, shoot me, Spike, I get to shoot you. I mean, and it doesn't have to be the model that shot. It's just the model can make one attack. Mm-hmm. Um, those are th- out of activation abilities on your opponent's turn are always great. Yes, you can really mess up their plans that way. Yeah. Um, so this goes with it, but we both, when we were building this, um, we both took the heavy machine gun. Oh yes. One range 14. Holy damn. Yeah. Um, power four. So average, but it has strafe on it, mm-hmm. which this thing will murder troops <clears throat> all day. Yeah. So just to rehash for, for you, if you're not looking at, at the stat line, this thing's running around. It's got a range 15 power five blast. And a range 14 power four strafe weapon. Yeah. And then it's got the Ripper. And I mean this with absolute respect to everyone involved in this product. I don't give a crap about the Ripper. <laughs> I mean, got a maneuver, it's got a maneuver that gives it a melee tr- attack. I don't give a crap about that either. Yeah. Like, I'm here. This thing's artillery. It is absolute warrior shredding artillery. I mean, the howitzer is beyond belief powerful as hell. It'll blow up any troops. Yeah. I mean, you're technically probably going to be speed seven. Roughly 22 without any cards, and it's PAL-5 Ballistic Explosion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maneuvers that they have. Uh, it can drop a Void Gate. That's big. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I'm going to get onto the other side of the board and drop a Void Gate. Exactly. Um, can uh, Friendly models can reroll attack rolls against enemy models within 10 inches, the wide-range scanner, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, so if you miss any other flight models, he's like, dee, 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 and you get a target over them. Um, and I think it's the, the, the other maneuver is with both feet. It can make one melee attack against any model within one inches, uh, and it can slam them. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, but the, the best part about this, if you're sitting at your computer and you're not terribly busy, listeners, look up the picture of the Storm Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> look at its feet. Okay, his feet underneath his body, his feet look like ballpoint pins. And the mental image I get from this is him jumping up and kicking with these tiny, tiny little feet. (laughs) And I don't know what I honestly don't know what the plan was for this, but that mental image destroys me every time. (laughs) Oh, my God. This thing to me is just another gun platform. No, it's an amazing gun platform. Yeah. I mean, it's very solid. Um, did you take another vehicle? I did not take any more vehicles, but you did, I believe. Oh, yeah. I took Fiddler and Company. This thing is legit badass. Agreed. Um, a Speed 8, Rat 5, Armor 5. Everything else is 3. does cost a bit to bring out 3, but it has um, 4 health, and you can add 1 weapon to it. Um, and so the weapon I did add to it was the particle blaster, uh, which is a beam weapon range 14 pal five. It has high intensity. It's a turret and it has a singularity collapse. This thing is beyond belief. Awesome. It's nuts. Yeah. 
so let's think. It gets a higher rat, so it goes to what rat six. Mm-hmm. Um, high intensity, so two extra damage die when it's charged. Um, and then of course everybody within two inches of it take a power four. So I mean that weapon is just balls amazing. Yeah. Um, and its basic weapon is pretty good too. Range twelve, power four, strafing gun. Yeah. Okay. It's just the the razor pad is honestly a really good platform. Yeah. Fiddler and Company, of course, just makes it awesome. And of course, this thing looks like a junker ship too because it has so many pouches on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, its special rules, of course, uh, defense matrix, so it gets plus three defense against ballistic weapons. Nice. Um, it can make one additional attack with each of its weapons. Mm-hmm. It can spike to shoot twice. And if so, for you guys that have watched the Jericho Rally episode, our episode two, we did race mode for this thing, and that ability wrecked face. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna shoot all these guns. Okay, I'm gonna take a breather, and then I'm gonna do it all over again. Yeah, um, and it can ignore cover while it's charged. So mm-hmm. you put an arc on it, shoot everything, spike it, shoot everything again. Um, and its maneuvers are pretty interesting. It has what five maneuvers? Fiddler and Co. I think so. Yeah. Um, enemy models within ten inches of it. Um, the yep. Razorback gets to make an one attack targeting that targeting that enemy model, um, which is good because it's kind of like an overwatching shot. Yeah. I got within two inches. <laughs> shot it dead. The uh, hit the jump ability. I feel bad for. Like I'll, I'll yeah. give that one to them for free because they're the only vehicle. They're literally a floating grav tank and they don't have flight. Correct. And nothing <laughs> sums up. I think just the junker tank nature of this thing than the fact that it's a floating tank without flight yes <laughs> i mean because you look at it and it looks like it's supposed to have flight yeah um and the first time i played against it i was like why aren't you moving it goes this thing doesn't have flight i'm like what he goes yeah <laughs> i have to mind. use a maneuver because it's got you know it's got to hit you hit the jump and he told me about it i was like okay and i think that's the reason why it's got five different maneuvers is because of yeah. that yeah um I, I consider that one is free one yeah uh models gain stealth um, when it's in rough earth during train, uh, kind of cool, um, for the thing. Um, yeah. be good if, if you really need to lay low because again, yeah. Fiddler and company. Awesome. It's still a hero. So if they die, they're out. Correct. Uh, shoot and scoot immediately after, you know, making a range attack, they can move one inch. Cool. Can let you get in better places. Um, and stand and deliver. This is an aiming attack. Pretty much is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they can't advance, uh, but they can add one power die to range attacks. Um, yes, please. I mean, if you've got something in range of all the weapons, you just go send and deliver, and I'm going to blow it up. Yep. It's going to die. <laughs> and then I'll spend an arc and do it again. Yes. Um, because uh, it doesn't the maneuver doesn't expire until the end of the activation, which is yep. the, the kicker uh, type thing. Um, so... I really like it. Um, yep. And it's a beefy vehicle, uh, model-wise. Um, if I mean, one, it's got armor five, which is legit good. Two, this model on the table is very unique and sits there and pokes out. And you're like, damn, that's big. Yeah. So you get to have some fun with it. So friendly reminder for the Volkskeeping score at home, with Stand and Deliver and the Maelstrom Activator, you can shoot all of your guns with plus one power die, spike, do it again, and then hit aggression theorem, shoot one of your guns again, and you will still get that power die. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that maneuver doesn't end until at the end of its activation. Yeah. Well, in that case, I might have that wrong, though. Yeah. I got too excited. You got, you got a little too excited, but it's okay. I'll calm down. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think it's a very solid vehicle. It really is. Um, so let's talk about our other squad. I only took one other squad. And um, I like these so much, I took two of them. Oh, the infiltrators? The infiltrators are so cool. I also took two squads of infiltrators. <laughs> this is my only true little melee, because like I said, I went pretty heavy on the ranged on this. And this is pretty much my only melee close range type thing. Um, so the infiltrators, speed six, mat four, and the rest are threes. Um, standard everything else. Um, they get to more penalties when they're charged uh, with from rough terrain, mm -hmm. and they can spike to move up to three inches. Cool. Yeah. So they can move pretty fast. Um, fusion axes. One, these axes are great. Sure, <laughs> they're only a range one, but they're a POW five. POW five. POW five. And they have cleave on here. They kill something, they get to, kill, they get to go again. Yes. So they're going to so, chew through stuff. On the one hand, they seem a little out of place because, again, this is a very shooty army, and these guys are exclusively melee. Yeah. But my God, do they melee. Oh, yeah. And pairing these guys with a warder is one of my favorite things to do. Because then they're running around, they've got an extra buddy, and they're charged basically all the time. Correct. And, and once we get to talking about the troops, I really want to go into the warder into a lot of this because this is the warder is a, something very special that I think we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, what I really love about these guys are the magnetic charge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is so, this has got to be one of the most fun things to do. Range two, pow four. It's an explosion. Mm -hmm. It's a melee weapon. Uh, you know, so they can hit with it pretty easily. Um, but it is a, like I said, it's a blast weapon. But when you hit with this weapon before damage is rolled, that model can move up to three inches. Yep. Just slap it and run. Yeah. It pretty much, you know, C4 charge is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then just boom, blows up that model. I think that's super cool ability. Very fit, fits the martial world type thing. You know, a big sapper charge and just hit it and run. Yeah. So, I mean, you could technically hit, move up. Attack someone within two inches, move either three inches away or three inches past, mm -hmm. and get in a better position. Yep, and just cool. It's awesome because you just get to walk away from your explosion. Yeah, you're and just cool like, guys walk away from explosions. You're like na 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 boo boo, you blow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like these guys. These guys to me would look like they would be a lot of fun. Be great for like getting around object, getting to objectives. Or like, oh, you're coming to me. Walk up. Hit you, walk back. Yep. Type thing. Very, They're very situational, but I think they're a good solid thing that they should be having. Um, what other troops did you take? So I took the Ranger Fire Team mm -hmm. because I honestly really like them. I took the Heavy Support ones. I honest, I haven't played with them yet. Okay. Uh, I, I love the idea. I love having them in there as the shooting thing. As soon as my computer responds and I can pull their card up. So the fire team we've already kind of talked about. They're really good all-rounders. Fairly generic stats. They can move. They got the little slip displacer, mm -hmm. three-inch move. 
But their no grenades gives them a really interesting tactical option that a lot of units don't have. Because no, I think, is a really cool thing in this game. Yeah. Considering how important arc is to making everything work correctly. The ability to just have three dudes taking up to six six shots if you've got reiteration complex on there. It's a ranged weapon. You could throw six no grenades and just give all your opponent's arc back to their well. Theoretically. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you could. It's nice to have the option. <laughs> So the, the Ranger Fire teams I adore just as a, they're the uh, quintessential March of Worlds unit. They're good all around. Yeah. The heavy support, here we go. These guys are all carrying essentially a Warjack weapon. Yep. They're all running around with a Talon rocket launcher. This is a range 12, PAL-4 blast. So these guys are supposed to be eating up infantry from roughly a foot away. They've got slip displacer as well. They can spike through three inches just in case. But really cool thing, while they're charged, they get targeters so they can re-roll a ranged attack with their weapon. So that's, you know, when we're talking about blast weapons, there's some cases where you really want to hit and some cases where you kind of want to miss and just use the blast damage. And it usually depends on what's standing next to your target. But these guys, I, I really just, I like them. They're just walking blasts and they seem to do it pretty well. Um, what, is, that, is that all your squads? Pretty much. I took two of the uh, the axe guys because they're nuts. Yes. Fire team and a heavy support. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about the attachment. To me, I think the warder is almost a must bring with units. Um, I would dare say the warder is one of one of the best attachments in the game. Yeah, I mean, so straight on stats threes. Um, can only come with fire teams, heavy supports, and infiltrators. Um, this thing has got three special abilities, which I think are great. Um, whenever somebody uses an ability or something that gets rid of a cipher, not nah, you spike to keep the cipher if you want it, which yep. is kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> can be a situational because of what your opponent's deck is, but still, um, it makes it makes your opponent think about using it or not. Yes. Um, Two power dice to defense rolls against fury attacks? Yes, please. That's always nice. Yeah. Uh, two power dice. Uh, There's so much swing when you put power dice into stuff. Um, and then you can charge this model up to arc, you know, if it's not already. Mm -hmm. I mean, which is great. That means you don't have to worry about them. Like, I'm put a charge on here. Oh, they're going to activate. They get a charge. Yeah. My favorite part, though, is you can give it back at the end of the activation. So, I mean... This is a very solid, you know, it doesn't do much like the weapons horrible. It's just a range eight gun, but I think the special rules make it where you want to bring, I mean, I would buy two and if I had the points to bring it out, I'd definitely put them with an infiltrator just to give them that little extra oomph type yeah. thing. Yeah. But the, having arc exchange, I think is a, one of the more fascinating rules in terms of arc economy because it lets you charge for free. Cool. But then at the end of the activation, you give the arc back. It's, it's a loaning system. Yeah. So you don't have to spend it necessarily. And that's really fascinating. Um, so let's go and go through with our solos. I took... Okay, fast word about solos real quick. I, I have to admit, listeners, this is not... The list that I brought today is not the list I wanted to bring. <laughs> the list I wanted to bring was 14 dino riders and a coffee break engineer. <laughs> But that would be a really short episode, so here's what we got. Yeah. Um, we both took Coalition Weavers. I mean, we need it. 
Uh, I took two, and I think you took one, correct? I took two as well. Okay. Um, this is just, I mean, it's just a basic guy. Uh, speed six, uh, defense four, focus four, everything else threes. Um, ciphers are plus five when it's charged. Um, was it? He's an arc relay of ten base. Mm-hmm. Um, he can spike to return the cipher, cipher card to your hand, which is very important in my opinion. Yep. Uh, because if you're like, put that back in my hand, yeah, we'll do that. Um, because it could be, you know, I don't, I don't want this card to go away for the first turn, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a fury. So you got to be careful of what you, you know, you use. Right. Uh, but I think it's a great ability. Mm-hmm. Um, weapons wise, ballistic gun, range eight, pal three, battle staff, range one, pal four. Okay. But the cool part is it can slam models. Yes. So he's back in the same. He's also packing defense four, which is a little higher than usual for a weaver. Yeah. I mean, he can only do, you know, models that are the same size or smaller, but still you get a good solo and you walk up and you just smash that solo into a wall. Mm-hmm. You're like, bye solo. Or off a building. Or off a building. Oh yeah. Type thing. So, I mean, just, I mean, that's pretty much basic generic. Uh, combat engineers. I took two. Did you take two or one? I took one. Yeah. I, I, was, I also only took two Warjacks, and I think you took three. I only took two Warjacks. You only took two Warjacks? Yeah. Gonzo, what the hell? I know. It's <laughs> weird of me to do that. Uh, there's just too much more fun stuff on here. Um, so, combat engineers, um, cheap to come out. They're speed six. Defense two. I think it's because he's a chunky boy, and he's armor yes. four. But, I mean, armor four is pretty solid. He's not bad. He's got two health, so he can stay around. Um, he can jump start models. Um, so remove an activation from a friendly warjack, which is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can repair them, which is even more powerful. Because you roll three action dice, and you could bring it up back up to completely. So um, Spotlight, I don't think I see him getting up close enough to get rid of stealth. But hey, why not? Yeah, if you need him, but if he's using Spotlight, you've probably got other problems to deal with. Correct. Um, and then he's got Tune-Up. Yeah. Um, which gets rid of Continuous Effects um, and gains the Tune-Up Continuous Effect, which yeah. is super legit. And if you're new to the game, uh, he was, I think, the first model that came out that had Tune-Up. Mm-hmm. And for, for a while there, it was just... The marcher tune-up was kind of the realm of the marchers, and my god, it was disgusting. Yeah. For the people who don't know, continuous uh, tune-up gives them plus one strength, mat, rat, and defense. You hit a warjack with that stuff, that's... Okay, I'm going to shoot everything and destroy everything, no matter what. Yes. There are a few things in this game more brown pants than a fully charged, tuned-up warjack. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's super good. Um, weapons are basic. High intensity, range eight gun. So, like I said, this guy's pretty much just going to be sitting in the back behind the jack going, wriggling with some wrenches, you know, as he's doing everything. Yeah. As support characters go, he's a marvelous support character. Yeah. Um, And I think two on my side, I, I may drop to one, but I think two is... I wouldn't go any further than that, but no matter what. But... I would be tempted to, to go to two if I had a... If I had a designated melee jack. Gotcha. So with 
But I've got here, I think most of my jacks would be far enough back that one guy could handle him. But if I'm going to split them or do a melee, I would absolutely bring one combat engineer for each one. Um, let's talk about one of the most unique solos in all of Warcaster, Dino mm-hmm. Riders. The, Ranger the Dino Power. Riders. <laughs> I took two because, again, if I took as many as I wanted, this would be a short episode. Yeah, I took two also. I mean, they're great. They're speed eight, mat four, rat three, defense three, armor four. Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, four health, which is legit. Yeah. Because you're not shooting the guy. you got to shoot the dino. The dino is very healthy. Yes. Um, has Pathfinder and a uh, weapon expert. Yep. Very mobile. Yep. Uh, it has Eclipse drives, so it you know you can get rid of his activation token. Good. Um, it has sidestep, hit a model, sidestep one inch. But I think what's really legit about this is the long rifle. Holy yes. crap. This is the reason why I call March of World the best of the best when it comes to shooting. Uh, sure, it's only a rat three, but I'm range 14 up to range 18 if I have, if I'm charged. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty legit. I see you. You're. I'm about halfway across the table. I can hit everything. So he feels, if you guys remember back during the Imperium episode, I talked about the Heavy Saber. And the Heavy Saber is kind of a solo that wants to be a Warjack. Like he's big, he's big. He's a solo, granted he doesn't have all the Warjack rules, but he's big, he's beefy, lots of health, big model. And this guy, I think, fulfills much the same role. He's essentially a light Warjack made of meat. Yeah, light sniping Warjack. Yes. Um, he also has one melee weapon, which is still pretty legit. I mean, it's range two, pow five, and it's a pow uh, five hit. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, slams models three inches away. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's 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 not nothing to you know laugh at, but I mean, I attacked two of them just because I could see flanking with those guys. Yeah. Type if, thing. You could, if you can run this guy around and get him on an objective, it is going to take some effort and a crowbar to remove him. Yeah, I mean, he's got four armor and four wounds. Yes, you're gotta you gotta fight with that. Um, so one of the things that I took that you didn't was War Chief. Yes, I like the War Chief. Um, speed six, uh, Matt Rat, and armor of four and defense three, mm-hmm. three health. Um, he is a weapon expert and Pathfinder, which is you know what I would figure for a ranger, but. This guy can remove an activation toke from friendly ranger squads within 10 inches of him. Right. He's a super ranger. Yeah, he's a super ranger. Um, he fired and displaced, so he shoots, move three. Um, when he's charged, he's got stealth. And uh, what I like more about anything is this guy, I can see running him like crazy because he has spider, which he never suffers damage from falling, which I think is great. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to climb to the very high top of this tower and uh, are you going to pull me off? Don't care. Jump down, land. <laughs> yep. You could take some risks with this guy geometrically. Correct. Jumping across areas, um, moving around. Yeah, you can take some fun stuff with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a light flamethrower. It's only range six, pal three, uh, but it's a spray weapon. So spray weapons you, are boss, as we know. Yeah. And you're, you're going to want to, you, this guy is meant to be running up with the infiltrators, in my opinion. Yes. They're like right next to him. 
they're like handing beers to each other as they're running up the battlefield type thing. <laughs> That's how I see the marchers world. They're drinking and smoking, smoking cigars as they're going down and killing people. Um, his gun is actually pretty good. One, it's, it is only range 10, power 4. Um, but when he hits, um, he reduces the target's armor by 1. And when he's charged, the range goes to range 14. So, I mean, he's solid all the way around. I mean, he he's there's some synergy with him and Rangers. Yes. You want to keep him near the Rangers and just let them beat the crap out of people. Like I said, I could see him in one of your story modes with like an, a unit of uh, infiltrators, and they're like passing a beer and cigars as they're killing things, walking around, <laughs> hiding in between buildings and stuff. You know, he's like telling them, put the charge there, and then he takes a swig of beer, put the charge there, and, you know. Yeah, Takes a drag. Yeah. <laughs> the explosion will get it. So, um, yeah, I, I can definitely see him pairing up, which is another theme that I'm seeing with this army is solos very much pairing up with units and going together. Yes, and I'll say this: synergy is becomes a lot more important the bigger the game size gets. Correct. Because at the skirmish level, you can just kind of take whatever's nifty, have some things that work together, and it's great. But when you've got this many models, hopefully, on the board at one time, you really want to be able to lock these units together, kind of move them where they build on each other. Yeah. So what was one of the solos you took? Well, the solos I took. All right, so we took, we talked about Coach Weaver, Common Engineer. I also took the, uh, the Hunter. Okay. I love the Hunter. I oh. have such a hard time with him and blast damage. <laughs> we have a very troubled relationship over that specific point because he's defense two. Yep. One health. I'm sorry, he's armor two. One health. So if you tag him with like a strong sneeze, he's going to die. Correct. But until he does, my God, this dude will wreck some face. He's yes. rat six. And I'm just going to hold that number for a second. Rat six. So six plus a red die if he's charged. Shooting a range 15 POW 4 weapon that can, you can spike to drop their armor by one. The dirtiest trick is he's got the fire and displace. He was the OG of fire and displace. Yep. You shoot, you move three inches. So what this means is, and it's really dirty to pull, or it's really nice to show a new person in a demo game. You stick him behind cover, you walk out, you take a shot, move three inches back behind cover. Yep. You are doing exactly what the hunter is supposed to do. Correct. He's got stealth, nobody cares. But he's cool. He's very cool and just very, very simple. The only problem you're going to have with him is he's armor to one health. So if any blast weapon is pointing his direction, it could miss because he's defense four. Complete miss, the blast damage will kill him. Oh, yeah. He, he's very, very squishy. And that's kind of the reason why I didn't take him um, is because of his squish factor. Uh-huh. Which Squish factor is high. In, in place of him, I took Axel. Yep. Um, I just thought Axel was a, a better thing. Of course, he is a hero, so if he dies, he's gone. But, I mean, Axel's just a legit sniper. I mean, you put Axel in a high spot in the center of the table, he's going to take out anything. He's a boss, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I took him over just a regular hunter. I mean, speed 7, rat 5, defense 4, armor 4, 3 health, and all the other cool abilities. Axel's just very legit for this. Yeah. Um, what's, what's another one you took? Uh, that's pretty much, yeah. I took the two coalition weavers. I took two of the dino riders because they're social animals and I want more of them. <laughs> Combat engineer and hunter. 
Yeah. So I took um, two other solos. Um, I took Voitech Siddle because I like him running with or near the infiltrators. Yeah. Um, because he's a gate jammer, which I think is so powerful in this game. Um, and he has, you know, the null detonators on his weapons. Yes. Um, I, he's to me, he's just a very solid and he, to me, he just kind of leads towards a martial world type thing, running with infiltrators, letting them blow up things. And then he comes in around and just starts shooting stuff. Um, I, I like him a lot. He's always been really one of my favorites. Um, but then I also took, uh, Artemis Fang. Uh, which I is, love Artemis Fang. Yeah, Artemis Fang was really cool. Um, model's pretty interesting, uh, too. Um, but speed seven, rat six, defense four, and the rest are three. Uh, so kind of squish, but not too bad. Two health, uh, weapon expert, expert. So use all the weapons at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, can spike to make an additional attack with each of its weapons. Yep, uh, and ignores cover when charged. The thing is two arc lock pistols, range ten, pal three. Uh, you're kinda like, uh you know, they're they're so you're technically range, you know, you got a threat of seventeen, but pal three, but every time you do it you choose um a special rule. It's either a blast weapon, a fire weapon, or ignore stealth, which is really cool. But I mean when you get four shots, you could take out a squad. Oh, easy. And the PAL-3 doesn't really matter at that point. You're shooting four blast shots, and the first two, you're wide charge, ignore cover. Yeah. So, I mean, very good, simple fun. I mean, this one would be somebody I would use just to annoy the crap out of somebody. Oh, you got a squad? Artemis is coming for him. Yep. Type thing. We used to recently, in episode, uh, what episode? Episode three of this season, she shows up for the train episode, and she's a beast. Yeah. You have to be careful because she's kind of squishy. Correct. She gets work done. Yeah. Uh, so next is our jacks. Um, I'm going to say I only took two, and I took the same one on each jack. But you did take a strike raptor, correct? I did take a strike raptor, and I'll explain why here in a second. Let's do your dusk wolf duo first. <laughs> the twins. So, the twins. And the reason why is because I would pair them with, you know, combat engineers. So they're speed five, fours except for defense, um, three health, so a little bit above average. Um, they get plus one speed for each arc. Great. So speed six um, and can spike to move an extra three. Cool. Mm. Um, and then I looked at the weapons and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I really don't like the melee version of this very much. Um, I didn't like everything else. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep with the theme. We're going to shoot the hell out of you. So, of course, I took two battle rifles. And before I even did that, I went, hmm, what's a really good head? And there's only one head to put on this. And that's a sniper. (laughs) Plus two inch range to all of his what range weapons. So, technically, the battle rifle has a 14 inch range. And if it's charged, it has an 18 inch range. Yep. And a PAL-4 shooting two of those. Thank you very much. Um, and then I was like, yeah, the real gun's got to go on there. Uh, yes. because that's a 20 inch range five gun. You just set this thing down and let it shoot. And then you have a combat engineer jacket up from behind. 
Exactly. If you guys have watched the Cherokee Beach seasons, you know I call this thing the Mark II problem solver because every every time I activate this thing, it's like, what do I need to delete? Yes. And it typically works really well. Um, I really like this. Um, I mean, this I, this reason why I took two of them. They're just super, super solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just sit there and they just blow things up. There is no if, ands, or but about this. They're just like, all right, I, I'll definitely put, if, if I were going to lay down my first, you know, thing, it would be, you know, this and a combat engineer would be like my first thing to put in. Yep. Because just to get him up, because you get him up in a spot and just leave him alone. You don't even have to like hardly move this thing once you get it in place. But I mean, it has arc booster. So minus one armor on that top of that is pretty le- pretty legit. Yes. With well, a pal five, yeah. So my two dusk wolves are exactly the same. <laughs> like I said, this I have very much that will be up in melee infiltrators, and then of course all my dragoon stuff will be flying around the flanks and everything. But these guys, this this whole army is just a sit and shoot army. Yep. For the most part, with Thank harassers. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and they're they're super legit in doing that. So I mean, like I said, pretty solid, very good. Yep. Um, and I like it. What'd you do I with your a, dusk? Well, my dusk, I took a very similar one. So actually, both the dusk and the strike raptor you'll see here are the same ones I use in the Jericho Reach show because I just like how they work. And the dusk wolf I kitted out originally from the starter set as just an, an all rounder. So I give him a battle rifle on one arm, and the ripper on the other one. And that's a bit problematic because if he's using the Ripper, you're in a bad spot. Because they are way too close to you at that point. This guy, exactly what Gonzo's talking about. He wants to be sitting back. He wants to be shooting stuff. That being said, the Ripper has performed so well when I've needed it to. It's a beautiful little shot. It's uh, range 2, pow 4. It has cleave. And it's con- it, it, it wrecks. Like it, it honestly does a very good job of that. So just as a... As an all-rounder, if you were like, I don't know what I'm doing with this Dusk Wolf, but I'm going to build one, that is exactly the build I'd recommend. Rail Rifle, because, wow, Battle Rifle and Ripper. And it's a take-on-all-comers type build. The opposite of that is my Strike Raptor. <laughs> the Strike Raptor, I feel, I honestly feel so bad about this thing, I don't bring him to friendly matches. I'm not trying to brag on the marchers at all. I'm just throwing out facts. I don't bring this guy because I, I put him together thinking it'd be funny, and it turned out to be horrifying beyond reason. Yeah. So he's running the uh, Ace Cortex, so plus two range, yep. on all, all of his ranged weapons, which doesn't sound like a big deal, except that he has two flamethrowers and two rocket pods. Yep. And he, he has those because I just had the models laying around, and I thought it looked cool. But the rocket pods are range 12, so now range 14, POW 4 blasts. Mm-hmm. The flamethrower is a spray weapon, range 10, so now range 12, POW 3 with fire. So you, he's a warjack, so he can fire all these independently. You park him somewhere where he's within like an imperial foot of anything you want to go away, and then just pick and choose your weapons. Yeah. And he is there. Was, there was one episode in season one. He almost cleaned out the whole center of the board by himself in one round of shooting. Yeah, and see, I I thought about that too because I was like, I, if I were to take a strike raptor, it would definitely be. With, you know, the ace and flamethrowers. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like he says, this um, this model can spike to gain flight and plus three speed. So it can get where it needs to be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that, that cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it can get there. I was just like, it's just so expensive compared to the other one and the way I wanted to field it. Um, if I were to make a melee version, it would definitely be your build. Because, and I say melee version, and it's not really a melee version. It's more of, I'm going to get up in your face and just wipe out everything within 12 inches. Yes. So his intention, the, the way I like to use him when I do use him, because he's only deaf two, but the dirtiest part of this is he gets plus one deaf for every arc. Yep. So he's one of those, you fully charge him, you slap tune up on him. He's now deaf six, armor five or health, and you just park him in the center of the board or on top of whatever objective, and you legally possess that objective now. Yeah. It doesn't belong to the store at all. That part of the table is now legally yours. Um, so that pretty much covers all of the models that we're taking, but our racks, our racks are a bit different. Um, mm-hmm. this was the first time, um, when I was thinking of tactics and I took, there, there are some cards that I took that are very similar to all my other cards, but there, I went really heavy in one of them and I was really surprised how heavy I went in it. Um, so let's talk about fury. Okay. Um, I took Cryolock. Duh. Fair. That's just a no, it's a no brainer in my opinion. Um, then it took Havoc Spiral. Good one. Yeah. Um, no brainer in my opinion. And I took an instability equation. Um, okay. So you've got, you can slap an activation token on, you can drag a model and then the explosion one. Correct. So, I mean, they're kind of average. Yeah, it's a good toolkit. Yeah, it's in, like I said, I don't see these guys using a lot of Furies. That's the reason why there's only those three. Yeah. So what did you take for your Fury? So I took very much uh, a similar kind of loadout, just a very basic spread of skills. I usually run minimum size Cypher decks so that I can cycle through them quickly. Correct. So for these guys, I just took three Furies, no Collider, so I can knock off Arc, Pyrokinetic Surge, because I love setting things on fire with an unhealthy passion. And Velocity Projector, because slamming stuff around is fun. That's about it. Okay. Uh, Geometric, I took three also. Mm -hmm. Uh, Displacer Index, which I think is really great with this army. Uh, The squad can immediately move three inches. So, like I said, you got a speed seven, and then they can move two, and then you put this, and now they're, you know, an extra five speed, technically. Uh, Very mobile forces. Yep. Um... This one I took uh, Force Barrier for the simple fact that this unit, these this army on the Dragoon side moves around a lot. I think they're going to need cover. And yeah. for them to fly around and then shoot, the, instead of trying to find cover, you just slap this on them. Yep. So you don't have to worry about it. It's also uh, good if you have to hold an objective and you're not on a terrain-dense board. Correct. Uh, and then, of course, uh, reiteration complex. Duh. <laughs> I mean, letting all of them shoot an additional range range attack, make one additional range attack. Yeah. That that's actually one card I didn't take this time, but that was just an oversight. I probably should have taken it. Absolutely would have done that. Yeah, that's kind of like my no brainers. Yeah. Cool. So I took uh, Plexus Densifier for one, and Plexus Densifier I think is an interesting one because it slows the unit down. But the plus two armor is nuts. So that's kind of my version of Force Barrier. Once they are where I need them to be, you lock them down with Plexus and then just leave them there. 
Okay. Uh, some of the other unusual ones, uh, Parabellum Chrysalis. And this is where the part of the show where John mispronounces all the words. <laughs> Parabellum Chrysalis is a fun one that I haven't put out before. While they're securing the object- objective, they get plus two power die to their melee and ranged attack rolls. I specifically have those heavy troopers and their giant blast weapons in mind for that. And then uh, there's a Marcher World specific one. And I got to say, the Marcher Worlds have some fun faction specific ciphers. Once again, uh, for this one, effective models gain plus one defense. This is Conviction Countermeasure. So plus one defense for the squad. Then while they're securing an objective, they can re-roll their defense rolls. So really all three, I guess kind of in hindsight, all three of the geometrics that I took revolve around not leaning into their speed. I'm going to let the squads be fast on their own and use their spike abilities. But once they get where they need to be, I have problems with my marchers on keeping them alive once they're there. So all three of those cards are devoted to once the squad's where I need them, let me buff them. Um, Harmonics. Harmonics is one I went crazy with uh, because I could see using a lot of these and cycling them constantly. Good choice. Um, So I went with six harmonics. This is the highest I've ever done of any any of the things. (laughs) Um, Of course, aggression theorem. Duh. Yep. Good one. uh, Yep. Um, uh, Arcane synthesis. Um, Immediately charge the unit with any amount of arc uh, up to its limit which is very good for this army. Um, and then uh, Cyclonic Vitalizer, which is a Marcher World specific. Um, yes. They can move up to three inches at the start of each of their turns. So they, and like I said, another fast moving. So pair that up with, you know, speed seven, your 10 inch move. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but my favorite thing about that is you can start them towards an objective. You play this on your first turn of the pulse round, and you essentially get nine inches of movement out of them. Yeah. Uh, divination algorithm, plus one range and power. Always great. Um, encrypted command. Um, remove activation tokens, kind of like they're, you know, on solos. Um, recall initiative, always great. Recall that unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. Nice. It's a good spread. Yeah. I took a, a couple of classics, uh, Aggression Theorem and Arcane Synthesis. Just Those are two of my favorites, so yep. I bring them most of the time. Cyclonic Vitalizer, where the unit gets to move three inches for free at the start of your turns. That's a fun one. I like playing with that. The other one I took was Dominion Imperative. And I took this one because I went not solo heavy, but kind of solo heavy. When you play this one, it's a harmonic. Every friendly solo immediately moves two inches. I see. I, I saw that, and I was like, man, I thought about it. I was like, oh, should should I? And then I was like, ah, oh, I just like the other stuff a lot better. It's it's a tough one to choose when to use because you obviously you want a bunch of solos on the board, but it turns into almost an instant shell game. Yeah. Because suddenly everything moves. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, it, it was kind of when I was like, mm, uh, but I can't drop anything below three, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that all your harmonics? That is all my harmonics. I only took four. Okay. Um, and so, Overdrive. Um, and all of these are kind of pretty much the same, too. 
Um, Ascension Catalyst, plus two speed in flight on a jack. Yes, please. Yep. Um, I'm going to put this jack up on a tower, and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Cordal Rampager? Um, <laughs> yeah, this one is dirty. Yeah. Uh, so the Warjack, and, it, it, and it's not during the Warjack's turn, it's immediately moves five inches when you play it. Mm-hmm. The Warjack can immediately move up to five inches and can move through warrior models and stuff as long as it can move completely past them. This is like a, oh, you know you're gonna, your solo's gonna get charged or, you know, your unit's gonna get charged and you're just like, nope, Rampager's gonna jump in front of it. One, yep. it's immediately moved that jack five inches and it's five inches. That's the reason why I would say this has to be put in the deck. Yes. Just because of that reason. I mean, that's just completely crazy. And it's incredibly useful if someone's trying to stop gap or barricade you off an objective. Correct. Just move through them. And then, of course, Impulse Inducer, because remove an activation from a jack. Yes, please. Yeah. I took pretty much the exact same thing. Ascension Catalyst, Impulse Inducer, Cortical Rambager. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty legit. So, going through all this and looking at what Marcher World does, my Marcher World list, yes, it does have some flaws, and I can see it, that if something gets to me, it's going to chew me up. But I think that's Marcher World's Overall, I agree. They're very, they're very squishy, but they can shoot the shit out of you. I mean, they can outshoot so much stuff and they just sit there and shoot and blow everything up. They don't care. And like I said, there's so many cool abilities with this army. So many jank that you can do with them that your opponent's going to have to get to you and get to you now. Yes. Or use cover very well and make sure they stay in cover. <clears throat> because if you've got a model out in the open, that model's dead <laughs> with a mar- against the marchers. Because the marchers will just shoot it off the board. No problem. Now, fair warning to everybody. These are, they are, especially in contrast to the Imperians, these are fairly intuitive army to use. Yeah. But they can struggle sometimes depending on what the scenario is. If your job is to get out there and get the objectives, I've got good news and bad news. You can get there. You just may die. Yeah. So make sure that you're also playing the objectives and make sure you understand the scenario well, because you can sit camp and kill anything and still lose the game. Oh yeah. These, um, like I said, the marchers being able to, they've got good flexibility and movement. Um, and then they get to shoot you from every angle. And so they've got a lot of good shenanigans that just blows things up. Yeah. Um, good hitting weapons, good power, and good maneuverability. So, and you know what? This is this is the like I said, the opposite of the Imperium. This one's a very straightforward army. Yeah, it's great for beginners. It's yep. great for demo games. This is again my favorite thing to hand someone if they just want to try out the game because yep. it's easy to do what they're supposed to. I won't say it's easy to win. But it's easy to make them work. Correct. They get to they, they do what they do and they do it right. Yes. Um so um so one thing I want to talk about real quick. Okay. That we talked about before the episode. Uh the mantlets. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of lackluster. It is. This was one of the first right. mantlets I'm like, I don't think I would field it. 
So first off, if you haven't seen the physical model, the physical model is actually really neat because it's built almost it's built with like two handles in the back and yeah. all the pieces look like they fold together. So the, whoever designed this model, kudos to you, because it looks very much like something you run up, they slide out of a cargo container and pop it out. And it's beautiful. But then there's the stats. It's a DEF-1 Arm 4, so it's a standard mantlet. But really the only thing it does, it gives you compound armor. Yeah. My, and that's it. My, yeah, and? Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's some bias there because we're ISA and we're used to just having, you know, honor and trust and dedicate i'm sorry uh <laughs> having compound armor on everything but it's just i don't know i it, it doesn't appeal to me really yeah i mean you get plus one armor against explosions and anybody within two inches so it's very situational yes i don't think i would ever buy them and uh, to be honest i don't think i would even buy them or even want to put them out yeah because they're just uh, nah so i Honestly, I have them around here somewhere. I'm looking around my desk. I have them here because the models are cool, but I, I, they're very low on the painting scale because I can't think of a situation where I would be like, oh my God, if only I had compound armor mantlets right now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very situational. You mean, it, I, there's other things I could put out on the board that are one point cost that are better. Yeah. Type thing. So. Well, guys, we hope you enjoy this. We hope that you enjoy this. Like I said, we aren't experts. We just pick what we think is really good. Um, I pick it more from a tournament scene. He picks it more for cool. Um, but with the ability to still screw up people. Um, in two weeks, we will do AC. And we'll give you your opinion on that. Um, the one things that we're going to be talking about uh, in the coming months um, are, of course, terrain. And then we're going to do a uh, do-over of all the scenarios. Because this is where the game varies quite a bit more than anything else. Yes. Uh, and we're probably going to be doing that in maybe two or three episodes because there's quite a few scenarios. Um, and then, of course, we're going to go over, you know, racing and all the other stuff, too. But, um, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Um, if anybody doesn't know who Travis Marg is... Um, Travis Marg's a very great individual and works a lot with Privateer Press. Um, I think he's going to tr try to do it at Adepticon next year. Um, and he's going to do a racing where it's besides you racing, you're going to have players on the side shooting at you like, um, whatchamacallit, the sand people from Star Wars. Yeah. Type thing. And he's going to, the Tusken Raiders. He's going to have like, you know, people can play Tusken Raiders as you're racing across the battlefield type thing. And, you know, that, and it's a cool little fun thing. Instead of doing like a, you know, a thing where you're racing and then put the model back at the end of the mat, it's just one long track of like 60 feet or something. You know what I'm saying? Good Lord. That, I, he didn't say what the full thing was, but I was like, that would be a cool, fun little, you know, sign up to play. It's like, all right, get your vehicle race. And not only do you have to fight, of course, the other racers, you had to fight against um, the other players trying to shoot and take you down. Yeah. Um, which I think would be a, a pretty fun thing because it's there's it's it's a fun little side game that I think a lot of people don't play just because it's you know eh. But I mean I think if you do it as a pod racing game, how about that to give it a, people an idea with NPCs or other players playing 
Tuscan Raider shooting you out, I think people would enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Because you could have the Tuscan Raiders be the... They could actually win if they destroy all the players before they get to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, if, if you guys, in the uh, for the War Buddies Jericho Reach, episode two this of this season was some alternate rules for race mode. So I'm not going to go too deep into it. There's an episode out there, and we're going to talk about it at some point. But yeah, it, it's something that's it's really nifty. It's a real kind of a cool twist on Warcaster. Yeah, and which is always good, because I mean, sometimes you just need a quick break. You just want to do something fun and stupid. So nothing always. bad. Always. <laughs> um, but like I said, guys, we hope you come to Warfare Weekend. We're both going to be there. We're both going to be playing games, running a bunch of stuff. Uh, check us out. If you have any questions on it, just go to the webpage. Uh, do not forget, uh, if you want, check out More Than Dice. Uh, we do do streaming. We do do. Um, <laughs> and we uh, stream on Sunday where we talk about other hobby-related things um, and either put together models from different games or do painting. Um, sometimes we stream our video games we play um and of course there's a bunch of other podcasts under the more than dice banner uh that talk about war machine and uh have a bunch of different things to talk about and then of course john you have yeah be sure to check out war buddies we are almost halfway through jericho reach season two so episode five is going up this sunday this is a community campaign so you guys are playing games and sending in the results and that's changing how the stories can end up so in the first three weeks we had 15 battle reports sent in. And Dang. Tell you, yeah, so, so far, the, the results from the first three weeks, the marchers crushed the first two weeks. <laughs> so the Imperians squeaked out a win on the third week, but right now the marchers are owning the reach. So if you're cool with that, reinforce them, play some games, send in the results. You can watch any of the War Buddies videos I explain how to do that. If you don't like the marchers, my God, turn out, because they are wrecking face right now. <laughs> so... Like I said, guys, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate all the cool feedback and all the, the stuff everybody wants to talk about. Um, if there's something you want us to talk about that we haven't decided to talk about, just let us know. We're more than happy to take input, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you think, you know, you're looking. We did have some people say a few things about our list that they would take X, Y, and Z. Like I said, we're not experts, but um, we don't mind talking about it. No, so, and we want to hear what you guys would do. Yeah. Like, I don't see why you would pull that gun, though. That's pretty, like mean and evil to do that and i'm like well it's a tournament i'm gonna be mean and evil yeah. <laughs> that's gondo's job on the show yes <laughs> so other than that um i'm gonzo for more than dice and i'm john for more budgies let's play that cool music <laughs>